You're listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. What's up, guys? I got a lot to say in this little beginning bumper. Whoa. I'm smoking one of those infused joints, man. It's like cream cookies and uh, Gorilla Glue. It's a 32% THC level. Two CBDs. Oh my god. Anyway, this is a historical episode. Because not only do I have the privilege of having my best friend and oldest friend, Tim Simpson, back on the show, but I also had a full-time PTSD specialist. I'm going to edit this part out of the show that's on the show about where I explain it, because I'm just going to tell you right now, I've had problems running a fucking PTSD show, having PTSD. I've had falling outs with a lot of people, including three episodes that I did this season, and I couldn't use them, so I decided to go ahead and do this thing where I call it the Lost Files. That's coming up. And I got uh, my CPTSD specialist with me while I go through this. More to be explained. This one belongs to uh, Tim Simpson and his uh, novel that he's writing. He's going to tell you about that, including some of my favorite subjects. He knows about Atlantis. That's not necessarily my forte. But I know about it. I know about Nibiru. C2's gonna join us, he's the quantum physics motherfucker, and Tim just happens to be writing about quantum physics. It's a bunch of spaghetti to me, but I'm smart enough to have both these guys on my show, so I hope you enjoy it, and uh, stick around. It's mm. a good fucking J, goddamn motherfucker. I got, you know, Mr. C2 with us. Mrs. C2. Miss C2. What the fuck? <laughs> Non-binary C2. Um, <laughs> and uh want to thank you for being here. You're, you're a good friend, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get phone calls on later on in the season, and we'll have you be able to call in as a guest and maybe do some shit like that. But for now, we got the guest, a return guest from the first season, Mr. Tim Simpson, Tim Irie. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, man. You're one of my, I think you are my fucking oldest friend in the world. You know that, right? Yeah. That's how we do it, man. Go back a long way. (laughs) You know, I wanted to talk about the Demented Tales uh, shit because when I had you on here before, it was really just talking about like, well, we were loosely talking about Nibiru even. 
I thought, yeah. and Planet X and stuff. And I don't want to lose that at all. But uh, uh-huh. right now I wanted to, because the um, the focus on the, the tension in the country and racially and where we were at that point when we were doing comics together. And, uh, yeah, it seems like it really hasn't dissipated so much. What, what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about that right now as a, as an artist in America? I don't know, man. It's just, I can't see a lot of shit change because it was more like a, a rubber band effect. Yeah. So it was moving forward, but shit, man, it just shot us back just as hard going in the other direction. You know what I mean? Like, shit. It's hard enough to get where we were at, so it just slung us back real easy. People were willing to go back to being, you know, just air codes. Um. You have, uh, you're a dad. You got how many kids? I got four kids, man. Right, right on. Seven grandkids. Oh, my goodness, dude. I didn't know you had the grand the grandfather clause yeah. going on. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'll do what I do, man. Hey, that's how you do it. That's my rich bitch right there. Hell yeah. I got a bunch of money, but I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of love around here. Are they, uh, are they showing any signs of, uh, Cartooning or doing comics or anything like that. My one son, man, uh, my youngest son, he actually can draw a little bit. But so he, like I say, like I say, art is art has no boundaries, and it takes a lot of different forms. And he likes like like the same shit I you know, he raps, he likes music, he draws, he paints. You know, it's just anything to do with art, basically. That's hmm. It's, are you digging what he's like laying down or oh go ahead yeah yeah man he's not like I said my other son he can't draw a stick man yeah oh man if I had a nickel for every time somebody was like I can't even draw a stick figure I mean literally he can't draw a stick figure (laughs) 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 yeah man what was our connection back then? Uh, how did we even like team up, man, to start Demented Tales? You know, I don't know. It was just drawing, man. That's all it was. We had we had a few classes together, and shit. You sat around and drew, and I sat around and drew. You don't be doing shit. You don't be doing stuff that you saw. Like uh, I mean, you just get to Miss Hope for one time, art teacher. Yeah. And, uh, I want to say it made her cry, but man, it would be funny as <laughs> <laughs> She did cry a few times. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? And I was, you know what? But she liked us because we were the only one that really had any talent. That's true. That's crazy shit. Everybody else, just, you know, you, you take an art, so you take an art. But hell, we actually liked That was like a different time period, too, man. Like how I had remembered it, you know, I was listening to heavy metal but the the metal kids that I was around were all white yeah. and pretty much were all racist mm-hmm. and I hated that because where I had before I met you you know where I came from in Ohio I could be a metalhead and have black friends and it wasn't a big fucking deal 
But when I got to Lake Forest, I remember how stressful that was on us. You know, I remember like motherfuckers were stressing you out too for hanging out with me. Yeah, but you know what I always told him? What's that? I like who I like. That's cool, man. My wife is white. She doesn't have my family. I mean, it's just a bit different to me. She can be fucking playing with polka dots. You know, I'm always cool with everybody. Yeah, you are, man. I'm so glad that you're here uh, still and, and that, you know, the reformation of us doing comics again is like something that could happen. Yeah, shit, I was checking out the market the other day on uh on Amazon. I was like, man, I had some markers one time. Those were the best fucking markers I ever used. I can't, I don't think it was prison. I've been prison markers, man. They were, oh. And I can't find them nowhere. I just saw some artwork that C2 did that he sent me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's pretty awesome, dude. I'm going to put you on the spotlight for a minute, C2. Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit scared the shit out of me, whatever you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, this motherfucker is fucked up. No, he's my PTSD oh. <laughs> specialist. <laughs> well, I've seen a lot of stuff and done a lot of things. It tends to leave a mark. Uh, but I do a lot of art. I mean, I understand, but you're talking about it's just uh i do a lot of carving and i do and from carving i learned I, I couldn't draw before i carved once i carved I, like, I could actually draw i like carving man do you yeah i mean yeah i like carving have you yeah, carved a lot of shit yeah, tim uh, a couple of things but i ain't a whole lot a couple of things i got cut one time i'm like well that's it for me i'm just watching <laughs> <laughs> you guys got the edge on me man i uh i haven't carved anything I, Carved out a carved some turkey. That's about it. Well, if you, if you car, Adam, if you carve, if we carve, we're gonna have an edge over your pencil. It's a knife. Ooh. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I also do blacksmithing, so I incorporate all that stuff together. Mm. Okay. Something else like clay, man. Clay is pretty decent too. Oh man, I've used a little clay. Oh yeah, I do. Uh, I do clay sculptures too. Uh, I, I, that's fun stuff. I actually originally got into it for forensics, but then it became really fun to deal with. Do you, uh, well, as far as like that goes, C two is that like something like clay seems to be like one of the more mediums that you'd be using with people with PTSD. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that one's really easy to fix and, you know, you can use the sculpty stuff or just like modeling clay that does dry out. So, you know, you're going to be able to reset it. You're not invested in it. You don't feel like you fucked up. And if you did, you right. can just mash it up and go back mash to town again. You have kids, man. You have kids. I like kids. Kid. Legos. You stack them up and knock them out. <laughs> oh, my gracious. Legos are great until you're an adult. And then they're cow traps that poke your feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hardcore truth. Uh, no, man. I, uh... I've used sand. I've used sand on uh, and glued, you know, made the the glue design on uh, construction paper and then dipped it in sand. Oh, yeah. I've done that. You guys ever do taxidermy? 
Unfortunately, we actually had a taxidermist a couple miles down the street from me where I grew up in Tennessee in Gatlinburg. So, yeah, I got to learn a lot about that at an early age. I don't know if that was good or bad. This guy was nice. <laughs> I only learned how to do snakes and a few animals, but um, I definitely started making these skull dolls. You know, I'd get the Paxton Gate. You guys familiar with that? Uh, it's yeah. it's like this place you can get like animal skulls online. Oh, oh, okay. I know what you're talking. About. So you don't have to. They're already cleaned and all this other stuff. They're not like they're like a clean kill. It's not uh, the roadkill. <laughs> I have a friend in Texas who does, probably buys like eight nine hundred pounds of stuff for them a year. They probably think she's crazy, but she does make some good stuff. Huh. Yeah, I haven't really done anything else outside of cartooning besides, like, deactivate Ouija boards. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know where I live. There's no shortage of skeletons up here, because I live at 10,157 feet on top of a mountain. And, you know, every spring, you're going to find bones. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, the one thing me and Tim got in common is uh, we're both recording artists. You know, and you've recorded a, a, a lot of music, right, Tim? Yeah. Tell us about that for a minute, like some of the aspects of uh, what's the involvement, you know, from when did you start recording? Right after I met you, right? Or were you already recording in middle school back uh, then? We were always messing around in a little studio DJ. We were always press record and stuff like that. Thirteen, fourteen, well, so, you know, and by the time I got, uh, I got a band, I've been in band now. Can you say that last part again? I'm sorry, man. I've been in band now for about 15, nope, nope, no hell no, it's been about 20 years, 25 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been about 25 years, because uh, we just now kind of like, the band split up, so it's been about 15 years since we all got back together. We just got back together like uh, that last two weeks. <laughs> oh, really? It's been about 15 years, yeah. You guys have played you since know, the virus? No, nah, yeah, actually, we, did, we played at uh, down at Salem Hall and uh, a couple little places on the outside, like on the, like a little, right down, right down the, on, on the inlet. I can't see the name of it. One on the river or somewhere. Huh. Uh, we, we, do, we didn't do a lot of plays because we had a shit going on. And I ain't trying to be in a big crowd. Right. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Especially right now. It's like, uh. But, uh, that is cool, you know. I haven't recorded anything in a while, man. It's been a minute. It's fun, man. I mean, you, you know, for a while, I mean, when you first start, you don't know shit about it. But then once you do it, you want to learn more and more and more about it. But then that's just something else you want to pick up. I say that's art. It's part of art. That's something else I want to learn. But now I really ain't got time to try to learn that. Cause I'm trying to do this. I'm trying. I just got too much on my plate. Like I said, right now I'm trying to write a book. Yeah. So it's, it's, what are you writing? Um, book called uh, I call it Timology. It's really timeology. It's uh, basically connects uh, uh, God and science. Oh, okay. Like what? Like quantum 
quantum mechanics and quantum physics, everything, man. Science, magnetism. That's C two's deal. I mean, everything. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just yeah. Uh, it, it basically, what it, it basically tries to think that a lot of people think time is linear, but time travels in circles. Uh huh. Circles and spirals, but everybody, you know, lines uh, is just there for distance and speed. That's what, that's what light shows. Distance. Right. Well, that's a good quantum physics joke. Time can't be a line because clocks are round. Round, right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a minute. All right, hold on. Let me play this commercial because it's at the 15 minute mark, right? C2? Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So I'm going to stop it and then I'm going to save it or right? Yeah. Right here? Okay. Okay. Welcome back to the show, gang. Uh, this has been pretty interesting shit, huh? Now you guys are like, while we were on break here, what the fuck were you saying, C2, about some. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim there was actually saying about, you know, time is curved, nonlinear. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Because. A lot of people, and Einstein, and it's been further shown that time and space are curved. And if you follow a curve infinitely, it'll eventually become a sphere or a circle. So I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, because that's what you're like reading, right? Is that what you're reading about, Tim? Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I'm writing about. That's what you're writing about. Yeah. I'm writing about some of everything, man. It all. I'm just trying to connect things back, you know. Because to me, when you read the Bible or whatever, it's, 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 like, it's like the Bible is given to you broken down to where a baby can understand it. And it's just like, on the first day, this happened. Yeah. On the second day. But we all know, you know, that shit doesn't happen in a day. That's true. That's yeah, true. But a day can be a representation of anything with no time reference because there's no real time yet. So. <laughs> right. No, you see much in that, and that, and that gives us the thing where there has to be a time reference, a time reference at one point because we exist. Well, I like what it says. Uh, I like what it says in the in the Christian Bible about uh, in the in the uh, in the time reference that uh, one one day and uh, what was it? One day on one day on. Yeah, so that means yeah. basically every every forty four every forty four years you're an hour old. Right, that makes a little more sense. But see, every day you don't walk with God because you're just energy. See that? See, see, a lot of people think that the word was reason. Hmm. Word spoken was reason. The things were done with the reason. Reason left. So now a lot of things it just happened because. Life was already put into play. Amino acids is everywhere. I mean, once you have ice, you have, you know, nitrogen, carbon, IMs, all that stuff. And amino acids is there. All you need is some type of radiation to set into play. Mm-hmm. Some type of electricity, some type of charge, some type of heat. Well, you there's know. tons of electricity in every single molecular and atomic right. reaction, so it's already exactly. there. But the rare thing, the rare thing on Earth that's different than any other planet is we have a ton of phosphorus. 
Oh, phosphorus yeah. is the key of life because without phosphorus, nothing right. ATP works. The mitochondria right. don't work. Right. So right. the rarity of a phosphorus is a very interesting anomaly, whether you are religious about it, scientific, or however you want to view it. The anomalies right. that exactly. lined up are infinitely improbable. Right. <sighs> and, that's, and that's the word. That's the word, anomaly. Anomaly. That's the word they use when they can't explain what things really are. It's an anomaly. No, it's just that time is circular. It happens at the same time something else happens. It's just not seen up front. I'd always, I, oh, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, I'd always heard the, the, the word anomaly, but I thought it always meant, like, as a person with talent. Oh, like, he's an anomaly. But then, like, I was uh, watching Star Trek Next Generation, I thought it was, like, mid-94 or some bullshit, and, uh, and Jordy's all, oh, my God, Captain, we're experiencing a, a temporal anomaly. And I was like, oh... Temporal anomaly. <laughs> yeah, I knew it sounded cool and stoner, and I wanted to like name my probably name my band that you know like temporal this anomaly. Some anomalous <laughs> pot you're smoking, Adam. I am smoking some anomalistic ass <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, hey man. Yeah, it, is, it really is. Right. Right. Like, and, like, and, that, and that word anomaly is the reason why I think it was, the word spoken was reason and reason left. So now, once it left, things happen, and you think, why did that happen? It had a reason, but no longer reason here to explain. Reason was just to put life in existence. And now you wonder why this happened. You don't have to have a reason why it happened. Yeah, there's a very interesting thing I heard one time this guy was actually looked at another guy and he said do you believe in God and the other guy looked back at him because uh, God's not here I don't feel it and God's like well one time I spun a top and walked away without looking back to see what happened and I was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> audacity <laughs> the audacity and that's the God particle uh huh Yep. That's what they call that. So, I mean, that, you know, that makes matter, mass, and mass matter. I mean, that's, that's just what it is. Yeah. And have you heard of And that's known as the God particle. So, there is a God. So, when you look at it, it's there. That cre yep. Heard the, I agree. Have you heard of the God interval? <laughs> I have not. Have you heard it? No. Oh, there's the minimum existent amount of time that can exist is the Planck interval. So, basically, it's saying that we're seeing moments of time, not continuously, but like a flipbook, you know, just snapshots. As right, they go snapshot, by. Right, right. Right, and that's called the Planck Interval. But what's really interesting is that there are some Zoroastrian texts that describe it the same way and Buddhist texts that uh, describe it the same way. And then you have Max von Planck come up with it and actually show discernible metrics for it. So it's very interesting. I mean, you don't, you know, I love the fact that we live in a planet where you can take a side, or you can not take a side, or you take can take side, right. any side, and it still works. Hmm. Yeah, that's the whole point. It's, it's, that's the thing. People want to choose a side. I think yeah. you to choose the circle. Oh, yeah, I figured I'll find out when I die. Mm -hmm. If you want to confuse somebody, put them in a round room and tell them to sit in the corner. No. Oh, I just sit in the center. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's what, that's what we try to do. That's where we try to go.
That's what we try to do. Everybody want to stand in the center because they can't find where they belong. So just blend together and everything goes smooth. Yep, it's really when you don't think about it, right? I thought that was kind of a formula with uh, Demented Tales, man, because I, uh, we really were, like, outside. Everything was so Secret Wars, member, dude? And, like, uh-huh. how everything was so superhero. It was really hard to find this underground thing, especially in the South. But um, I think what we were doing in Miss James's fifth grade social studies class, sitting there drawing this shit, was really the beginning yeah, of like. Miss James. Whew, oh my god! I had a. <laughs> she had just the milkiest skin I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I loved it, man. She she was seepy milk. Um, no, it was a. <laughs> Milk. <laughs> no, there was it was some whole D <laughs> TD. Skin, skin milk is just water that lies. <laughs> I loved her. Oh, I loved her. I was like, uh, I was like thirteen. I was like, Jesus Christ, how is this possible? Why? Everybody thought I was on drugs back then too. When we were when we were drawing this shit. And they were like, oh, that guy's already tweaking, man. I was like 13. I was like, I'm not tweaking. I'm just, the, you know, I just draw a lot. Right, right. You know. Is C2 still there? I think he is. You know what? I think we lost him. Here, hold on. Give me one second. Boink. All right, sorry about that. We got C2 back. He's up in a snowstorm. What's going up there? What's going on up in that mountain, man? You okay? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, we got the tower is about three miles away from me, and uh, if the wind shakes it, it turns off for a second till it stabilizes. So, uh, all right. Well, I'm glad I got you guys, you and Tim, teamed up, man, with that uh, <laughs> quantum. So that's like like I was just saying. I I don't even know how to come at that i can only tell you like in cartoon terms like well if you take this like you know a safety pin and you macgyver the motherfucker you know that's about it that's <laughs> that's what i usually poke <laughs> <laughs> oh no i i hope that goes good for you guys man what were we just talking about before i fucking started recording and it was all it was something cool right what were you guys talking I about Sumerian cuneiform script of all things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I was just talking about that with Zechariah Sitchin being the last guy to translate Sumerian uh, cuneiform. Um, They found those clay clay tablets, ironically, clay tablets in Sumeria. And there were 714 of them that they brought back and had translated by Zechariah Sitchin. You've ever heard that, Tim? Yeah. Um, you know, that writing, that uh, the book of Lord Anki or whatever, the journal of Lord Anki, that writing's only 11 years old. It's only been in the public for like 11 years, right? Because they scored it in 2004. It took five years to translate it. Uh Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, um, I got to see some of the original tablets at Oxford when I was visiting there. 
Um, it's very interesting. They even had a anti-tamper seal on them. They figured out if they made it and then fired it, and then they put another layer of clay on the fired clay and then fired that, um, if, if that way it was sealed. So when they received that bit of data, the person, if they didn't have that clay seal around it, um, that, that it had been read and compromised. So uh, hmm. that was kind of a neat safety anti-tamper system they had all the way back then. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I would never yeah. thought about that. Hmm. Everything in Oxford. Oxford has everything. Man, everything goes there first. Huh. Um, yeah, there's a little joke that if you want to see the odd body bits from your country, go to, go to England if they stole most of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oxford's probably a thousand years older than the pyramids in the Maya Inca area, so I mean, like, it's been around a while. <laughs> no shit. That's crazy, man. You know, this uh, December 21st, 2012 is that Saturn and Jupiter super planet thingy. Oh, the best. The Bethlehem star alignment. Is that what the Bethlehem is? Is the J Jupiter and Saturn? Yep. So what does that mean? <laughs> oh, it's just when they line up, they actually have a uh, self-amplifying effect. Those are both gas giants, so they tend to lens a lot of light back through each other and scatter it. And mm -hmm. so, and so you, and plus, you know, like Jupiter's got like seventy-nine moons. You want to talk about a family? Jeez. Whoa. You know, and, and Saturn's got that ring, so normally they reflect some light back to us, but when you have two of the planets right next to each other, you can get a synergistic yield and get a lot more light coming back all the way to us. And when that does happen, you know, that's called the Bethlehem Star event. I, I'm, I'm shooting in the dark, but I think the last time that alignment was was sometime in the 1500s. Right, like some Middle East. Uh, that's exactly. what I heard, too. And like I said, Nash. With the type of book I'm writing, connecting Christ and science. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's how it works. To give you a little more understanding than just, oh, it's here. Because people, like people are just lambs walking in the dark. You know? They have no idea where to go or what to read or how to get any kind of guidance. So they're going to run things just crazy, like walking in the kickoff, getting some type of guidance. <sighs> hey, come a little closer to your phone, Tim, just a little bit. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. What you? What was the last thing you said, though, right there about the? I'm, just, I'm trying to get people guidance, man. That's all I'm trying to do. clear it up for them because people are just lambs walking in the dark. Oh yeah. And if and if they continue fighting against each other, they don't understand each other. Hmm. You know what? Uh, in that uh, Sumerian text, it talks about uh, when they decided to create the uh, the new, you know, slave, and the, the Anunnaki became obsolete, and they wanted to build the new Adamic slaves. Uh, they talk about bringing animals from other places in the universe and shit, but... Um, when they talk about the animals that they bring from Nibiru, I, I talked about this before, but I'll, I'll bring it up again, gang. Uh, it's pretty much all the animals that are the power animals on the planet. You know, like the bald eagle um, is from Nibiru. 
the goat is from Nibiru. The grizzly bear is from Nibiru. And the one thing that I, the one animal that I thought was totally interesting is the sheep are from Nibiru. So technically, be, being a shepherd would be a, would be having a Nibiru title. Uh, so when, you know, Jesus, if he's dropping that, I'm a shepherd and you're the sheep, he knows that you're part Nibiru then, right? Um, but uh, hold on, I, I'm going to stop it for a minute and save it. Give me a second. All right, so, you know, that's what I know about uh, sheep and Nibiru and junk like that. Um, so what do you guys think about that, huh? <laughs> I know, that's, that's the spot they were, that's when you uh, run over to Gobegro Tepe. Hmm. That's where they were training people about animals. You know, it was like a school for grain, learning about grain, because you know, the first, the first week was iron corn, it's called iron corn. Huh. And that helped alter, that helped alter the people. If you alter the food, you alter the people. And that helped get people, you know, because they, and that's, a, that's way in Turkey. You know, um, those guys from the Bureau, they, they, they settled right there in, uh, what's that, Iraq? That's where they're at now, yeah. Yeah, right there, the Eden. Uh, Aiden. Rivers. Yep. You know, right, and uh, the, uh, what was it, uh, Iridu. Iridu. Iridu built in Ur, and, uh, but then, they also had, it was, it was a huge family, man, it was, just, it was a family of those guys. They were just all over the place. But eventually, when it comes out to it, eventually, uh, it, uh, I knew Yep. The father comes, him and him and the mother comes, and by Earth being on a smaller orbit, closer to the sun, those guys had aged real bad. That's right. And he was telling those, he was telling those like, y'all look rough. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to, you know, go back. <laughs> you know, you motherfuckers are looking real old. You look, they look older than your parents. I know, man. <laughs> they were going like, long enough to cold thing, you know, and it's like, y'all guys are doing too much down here, and you came and you all just, it's it basically something that, Earth had its own path. Because for one, Earth never, it didn't sit in this position at once. It was sort of further out. We got, like, shot into this position. Earth was being terraformed. That's just through uh, universal army. And we got pushed here. It was mainly ice and rock. That's why she was so easy to grow. And we can have tons of, you know, eventually alchemy. Alchemy would be the first sign. Huh. That's what the Bible. The Bible teaches alchemy. Yeah, it does. It's a story, but but the Bible is a book of alchemy. It's uh, transmutation of the heart and the mind. Spirit. It's the quantum. That's, it's that's, the that's, quantum that's, transformation of your flesh into spirit. Right, because it, cause it all takes you back into the all. Yeah. And that was a part of the all, and that takes you. I mean, it's just one big ball. Like I say, it, it's hard to put things into line because time will move like that. Because when this is happening here, something's happening over there. Something's happening over there. And just because you're not there to see it, that word anomaly pops up again. And it's just... It's it's okay. pretty mind... So those same guys, <laughs> it's a lot. Those, those same guys are the same guys and spirits and energies. That takes you to archons and mm-hmm. aeons. And, and that takes you into the Vedas. Which, and when you're dealing with... The, Anunnaki dealing with the Vedas, uh, the Book of Me, the Book of Destiny, and 
like I said, it takes you into all these other, uh, I don't say ethnic, I feel cultures of people. And it's just that you will never understand it. And you think about sheep, sheep are everywhere. It, 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 sheep will grow, that should go, like, say, you got to go back to the decade, get the book to learn the basis of what sheep are. Yeah. Go back to the basis of what goats are, horses. It's just, hey, you got to go back. Um, Jesus, not Jesus, but God in the Bible, he speaks of uh, two animals uh, the Leviathan and the behemoth. The yeah, the behemoth. Right. And that's Job 40. Uh-huh. Uh, he says, uh, says the behemoth has a tail like a cedar tree. Now, what animal in the world swings the tail like a cedar tree? Cedar tree's big. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm, you know, I always thought they were like just these spirit animals that lived in the spirit world is what he was really referring to. But he was telling to Job. He said, Job, get yourself up. I'm going to tell you what my biggest creation the greatest creation. And we all know the Leviathan has to be in a big-ass crocodile. Yeah, it's not something you want to fuck with. You know, it's just this gigantic monster. Kaiju, right? That's what I always thought they were like. Spirit <laughs> spirit kaiju. They were kaiju in the spirit world, you know? Right. Kaiju would be more of a something like a um, the spirit of Tiamat. Tiamat was, would be a dragon. Tiamat was the, you know, Symbol of chaos, it's also the symbol of time, because there's a serpent. Serpent eats his tail, is just a big root. Hmm. That was a pedantic hematite. Pedantic hematite. They sex up, they can change sex, and they can have, you know, they basically have hatch their own eggs. You know, some frogs would turn, a cuttlefish would turn. I mean, that was the basically one of the first creatures on Earth was the dragon. She gave birth to like starfish, uh, leatherback sea turtles, things that like that. That that the uh, she didn't wipe out the uh, so-called blast, the, uh, the the nuclear. I mean, what is it? The meteorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Jalixalab. Jalixalab. Yeah, Jalixalab. But then you have Sanjay, which is basically a solid form of Seshnaga. Seshnaga would be, that takes you to Hindu, the snake with the, you know, seven heads, seven hoods, except for the seven lords, which takes the seven, seven laws of. Time, space, existence, prana, pneuma, shit like that. That's, yeah. That's that right there. I mean, and that's, and that's the largest snake. This, this snake was a, a dinosaur eater. So, I mean, so many things you got to look at. And, so I don't even really think about sheep and the goat. I try to get to the base of what was here first. Huh. Yeah. I guess that's, uh, I always think about dragons being from Alpha Draco, you know, mm-hmm. coming from the Draco system. Right. right. And 
then they took, that takes it to the draconian people. Yep. The reptilian people, because that comes from, uh, as I said, you go to Anunnaki, they talk to uh, the, the Anumalish. <laughs> you know, so it speaks to the Anunnaki and how, you know, Tiamat was killed and she had the, the, the 11 soldiers or whatever, the 11 beasts that she, which now is the Zodiac. Huh. You know, the, the bull man, the, the, the goat fish man, and the, the scorpion, all, all that crap right there. That was, they, that gave you your zodiac. Oh. Those are also archons. And uh, it's things like that. that was, that's my mind. I've seen a lot of. Like, all that type shit can get posted. It's just so much. I dig it, man, because I feel like a. We're all kind of on that level, too. Like, these are things that are on our mind. And you can see it, like, on a more wide-scale basis, you know? I've seen, uh... I was, I've been playing Thug Life, you know? And, uh, on my, on my Android phone. <laughs> and, uh, if you watch this little MK Ultra video, you know, you can get a free spin... And it's like 30 seconds long or whatever, so you just wait 30 seconds and you get a free spin. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, one of them is, I noticed, was this thing where it was pushing Gaia and the Archons uh -huh. and the Anunnaki and the Nephilim and all and 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 cool in the gang dude and you know it was like the whole fucking thing where it was just like but i just saw how how commercial it was and then like also not just how straightforward commercial it was but how the guys just talking to you in this context like these guys are fucking real and you know this is how you connect to these but i've heard different things you know and the one thing I, I read in the Sumerian text, dude, was that the creator of all forbids anybody to cross the asteroid belt to interfere with us. You guys yeah, ever heard this uh, shit? Yeah, because that was where, was that the, uh, anything on that side were, were, were all terror planets at one point. And anything coming from out of that would be extraterrestrial. If they come from the further now, it will be alien. Because, see, like, see, everything that we know, really, we still live inside of a, a galaxy. The galaxy is just fucking normal. I know. <laughs> I fucking know see, it. See, so, 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 when people go from here to, to from here to Saturn, you're really not in fucking space. You're still in this galaxy. When you get beyond this galaxy, then your ass is in space. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> because Earth's atmosphere covers actually a, a pretty big distance. When you go to the moon, you're still on Earth's atmosphere. You know, it's just... And that takes you back, and that takes, kind of takes you to the, the flat Earthers, too. Motherfucker, it's not flat. <laughs> you can't see the dome of Airwheel, dumbass, but you can see them layer of clouds that's sitting there, and you, know, you look up high, you see another layer of clouds, see another layer of clouds, that shit goes way up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you say it's flat, but if you... It's kind of hard to say, but you definitely know it's round. So even if you pivot your head, your head goes in a fucking circle. And it's all around you. So that lets you know that it goes round. I've, I've, heard, I've heard theories about Nibiru and the planets that are here being so close to the planet that uh, 
their clouds on their planet are our clouds here. You heard that shit? That, I, I can't say that, but I won't doubt it. But I know they, they come through the first time they come through. They, that's what caused us to be in this position. That's what caused Earth to be in the third position. Right. Just to cause, you know, like universal harmony. That was positioning of the planet. <laughs> that was one of the collisions that helped push this ball. Where is that? Do you, do you guys think that CERN is the one that moved the planet? Who that? Do you think CERN moved the planet? Is CERN the the Hadron Collider? No. No. Hey, I don't no. either. I don't think so. You got to be a bad motherfucker. <laughs> powerful, uh, man, that's powerful magnetic that work right there. You can't do that. And, and that's the thing. We have a pole shift. Yeah. You know, you would have to be a bad motherfucker to do that shit, right? Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't move that shit. I mean, I, I can fuck with the weather all, all you want. Hmm. You can fuck with the weather. You know, that's going to come up. And like, you know. And, and they, they talk about chemtrails. I understand how chemtrails work. Chemtrails are basically metal. Not everything you see in front of the chemtrails, but there's a lot of muscle. Yeah. And metal is basically. It fucks with the, the negatively charged ions that's in your body. You know, after every hard rain, anywhere, moving water, rushing water, you know, the negatively charged ions, you know, they're abundant. And they mix with your, uh, your toxins in your body and make antioxidants. So they don't want everybody healthy, I know that. Because you be able to fight off these diseases that's coming around. <laughs> so you got atmosphere. Shit. Like I said, you alter the food, you alter the people, you alter the weather, you alter the food. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> it's interesting shit. You got anything to say about that C2? Um, I don't know. Which part? <laughs> Any of it. <laughs> I, I, I go through a lot of stuff, man, because sometimes I, I get so much shit in my head. I just, I, it's oh. Well, it's kind of funny. Uh, it's like where I grew up. I'm, I was actually born hermaphroditic, uh, both sexes, and I was still born and resuscitated at birth. So, and okay. I had dark, yeah, and I had dark hair and curly hair and dark skin, and you know, it was always funny because it's in the '70s, and I was adopted at nine months because my real parents were like, ah, freak, and luckily I got some good folks. So. It was kind of funny. I grew up in the South, and everybody was like, uh, since I had dark skin and curly hair, um, everybody said I had the uh, something in the woodshed because it's the 70s and people are freaking idiots. Right. And right. Then right. when I moved out to Wyoming, suddenly I was white. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, but I, but I even had a couple of the local hardcore. Christianity forms refer to me as a Nephilim kid or other stuff like that, and some as a demon. Here comes Kid Nephilim. Well, I am big as hell, actually. The big dude. It's a big guy. Where when we were kids, when I knew, because I knew Tim first in my life, but you know, pretty much inside of like four or five years, right around when you were recording, Tim, you know, I would have been moving to Colorado. And leaving North Carolina and meeting like C two out here, you know. But yeah, he's he's a big dude, big guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but most people, I just went, Nephilim, don't even know them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I mean, like, to the book of Enoch and all that, man. Oh, yeah, I actually, uh, at, at Oxford, when I was there, I also kept the copy, I also got to copy the original pages of, uh, John D. and Edward Kelly's Anakian work. So I actually have that all photostatted and copied. You know, it's amazing stuff to look at, looking at how they got all the Kameas and looking at all the levels and casting and hearing stuff they did. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. Hey, you guys, uh, hold that thought. We're at the 1557 mark, okay. so hold on. Half million years old. You know what yeah. I mean? We don't know what's yeah. going on. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've been trying to try to fucking even try to really figure shit out. Yeah. Man, I, on, man. I put I put my keys down. I can't remember where I put them. I'm not going to remember back four point five billion. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's too many damn long, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we just try to make sense of what what information we can find. Probably fucking either one. You quite sure it's altered. Half the pages you get, half of them got holes in them. No yeah, shit. I think it says this. Is that a Y? Hell no. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. Yeah, it's just, and then, like I said, you have uh, the Emerald Tablet. Like, I mean, you know, it's just. Oh, yeah. I don't know as much about that. Oh, dude. And I'll see now that basically is the seven principles. Um, those were, that was, those, that lesson was taught to the was by the Nicole and uh Soph was the one basically uh, became a messenger between the gods. He was like a December guy. He was the Nicole's, uh Lemurians and the Maya. The Maya were the priests. Knowledge came from the inside out, you know, from the smaller ring out. And then like I see uh the first one is basically see the first one is basically able to uh astro project and which people don't see that that way, but it's, it's what, what I'm getting from was was noise, N O I S. Yeah. Uh, that was that was Nessus, Osiris, Set, and uh, what's that the chick? Isis. Um, Isis, yeah. Or Zion. Those are the ones first because uh, Rastafari. Means, you know, it denotes one who is through Esprit. Uh, Osiris was the Lord of Rastafu. And that takes you, I mean, it, it's, oh man, it's just so much shit. It's a lot. <laughs> no, it and, sounds and, and, interesting, and, 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 yeah. Right, and when you're reading the Bible, you're basically reading Egyptian history. Egyptian history is Atlantean history. <laughs> it's just crazy as shit, dude. Oh yeah! To this very day, we still use "Amen," which is actually I mean, right, right. Amen, So right, exactly. <laughs> which what does that mean? It's Amen Ra. You know, it's just that's, that's an Egyptian term. It's just the point of you can't distance yourself, but yet at the end of the prayer, you you said Amen. Got it. Um, and, uh, Moses. Uh, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I was going to say, Amen, uh, that was actually just a way of saying that God has final say. Right, right. 
Right. And it's just the point of uh, when Moses came out of Egypt, he was basically teaching the same thing. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. And you can't, and they start, they try to, and you want to distance yourself, so you start looking at certain practices that's no, not this. But it's all the same thing. It's all the same story. It's all the same story, just rewritten and rewritten. It's pretty wild. Again, time is in circles, so yeah, the story keeps to being told. <sighs> you know what I mean? hmm. Like, like Noah was Sisudra, you know, and, but nobody tells you about, uh, what was her name? I can't think of her name. But it was Noah's first wife who burned the ark down four times. Something like that. You know, I've never heard yeah. that. I've never heard that version. She actually <laughs> on. Matter of fact, I'm going to look. I'm going to see if I can. Matter of fact, it's in the uh, Nagamati. Nagamati scriptures. All right. Okay. Nagamati library. Um, that's been coming up in my uh, listening range existence lately, Nagamati. But she, but, but he asked, she asked him, can she, you know, and she, he was like, no. And so she burned it down. Hmm. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. Just some domestic shit? <laughs> Dude, I have no idea, man. It, I'm trying to... I'm about to pull this up real quick. Because huh. I was... I've heard a, I've heard a few different versions of Noah. The Sumerian one is even different. Anki's version of Noah. None of that. None of that's in there. Yeah, it's not even in there. So right. it's interesting. I actually like the story a lot better now. It's, it's more of a Gnostic. It's, it's a Gnostic story. It's a Gnostic story. Um, okay. Gnostic. Yeah. Um, that's what I. I kind of wane. And just kind of, if I had to label myself as like what I'm following, I'm, I'm, I'm Gnostic. I'm going to tell you exactly how I, how I ran across her name. I, I, I do a lot of research. I got a picture of, uh, I was going on, on Shambhala, you know, the Hannah Hurt. And I pulled this thing up, it's a bunch of little symbols on it. And so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, these are the words. So I type it in, and that comes up. I'm like, holy fuck. So let me tell you, oh. Find a picture, man. Like, I can remember the word, then let me find a picture. Oh. Man, I like that version, though. Uh. And she kept burning the art down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she, she kept burning it down. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> let me, uh. Hey. <laughs> great Springer show, you know, and the women who burnt them down. Oh, no. <laughs> Steve, 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 Steve. <laughs> yeah, she, old school. Yeah. yeah. That's an old episode, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. And then what was up with the kids? They were fucked in the head, too, or what? The kids, man, is. Hold on, let me I heard the kids were fucked up, like the one got drunk, or I didn't know if it was Noah that got no, drunk in front of his well, kid. No, Noah got drunk, and the, uh, I want to say it was Shem. Shem came in, and he seen that he was drunk. So he started laughing, but the other two kids came in, you know, and they, uh, uh, Ham and Japheth. Okay. So, excuse me. Uh, Shem and Japheth saw him, and the Ham was the one laughing. Oh, okay. Features uh, Ham. Ham moved off to them. Uh, he, he went east of Norfolk and shit like that, right there. Ham was the one that ended up was coming to uh, what, what, what's the guy's name? Uh, 
see what I can just make right here. Yeah, this boy. And then, live. And I, in a while. Hmm. What did I see? Let me see. Well, anyway, he moved off. He ended up running, and that takes you into the story of, uh, you know, the Israelites and the Tower of Babel and shit like that. But see, that's, like I said, that's, that's a later on story. That's the story of the Bible. That's not the story of Sid Sudra. Okay. NIA, NOI. It's something they can look up. There's like links. If do you have like a a more, a more valuable link than another one to suggest, or as far as research goes on it? Well, while you're looking that up, I just wonder. It's very interesting, you know, about uh, 10 years ago, they found a 100-meter saltwater crocodile fossil that dated back pretty far over in the Nile Valley area. And that's very interesting because, I mean, that could be some of the original protean or kraken prehistory sort of mythology there. Oh, wow. Pretty interesting. Uh Yeah. I didn't even think about that shit, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, that was that was big enough to pull something like a brontosaurus into the water. And like, 100 meter crocodile, that's 300 feet almost. I mean, it's like, oh my God. Dude, that's <laughs> punk as fuck. <laughs> Even if you see that thing in person, if you found that skeleton, you're going to have yourself a guy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's like. Well, that, that would be a. That's, that's what we call Sobek. Sobek was the alligator, the crocodile, the uh, god of the Nile. Huh. Yep. The crocodile guy. Wow. I, I saw some big ones while I was there, but I never saw a 100-meter one. I hope I never do. <laughs> Fuck no! Yeah. Fuck that shit, dude. <laughs> right. right. That's when we go back to his story. You got to think it was high oxygen. I mean, everything was just high. It was untouched. Shit had to get big, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Things were big. What is it? The, all on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> is it because we get closer to the sun that things get smaller? Is that related, you think? No. No, it's it, it deals with von Neumann structure and mathematics. It's just that um, it's scaling down actually allows for in allows for more adaptability. So the big stuff died out because it didn't have as much versatility. But what's really fascinating is that crocodiles and sharks have never changed form. They've just gotten smaller. Hmm. So, I mean, we have obvious signs of all these protein creatures, you know, that are Huge. I mean, cockroaches are kind of another weird one because they've been around forever, too, and they really haven't had any evolutionary change. I mean, minor ones, you get different species, but the base construct's the same, and crocodiles pretty much look the same, and sharks pretty much look the same, And so, it's, but they scale down in size, but that doesn't mean that they aren't big on the bottom of the ocean or we haven't found these outliers, because I know we think we've explored the Earth, but... Man, humanity is so deeply subconsciously afraid of dealing with the ocean. We'll never know what's down there. Ugh. Gigantic uh, kaijus, right? Like, just big-ass fucking monsters. I I just think there's stuff down there that'll turn your hair gray. (laughs) Fucking A. That's what I feel like, too, dude. That would be like, holy shit. Like, what? I don't know, man. The thing is... Shit scares the fuck out of me. You can't get out and run. You can't get out and run. 
Dude, when this monster's eyeballs the size of like a football field, and it's like, look, you're like, holy shit, dude. What? Well, like can drag itself it. out of the ocean and find me on top of a mountain. It's earned its fucking meal. Uh, it makes me freaked out, dude. It's like <laughs> semi-triggering to think about this. Like, oh uh, god, <laughs> some of the things I can imagine, man, are pretty wild. But uh, I mean, that's what we were just like. I don't know, man. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> I like the cave dive, and I can't go into these little caves in the middle. I'm just going to dig. I'm going to go up in this little spot. Man, hell no. <laughs> I'm going to get stuck. Yeah. I can't do that. Dude, fuck yeah, that, man. Yeah, cave diving for rich white dumb folks. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it out loud. I'm claustrophobic. I'm I'm watching it on TV, and the person, you know, they've been like, okay, my bag's a little, you know, my, my, my backpack's a little jammed. I'd be panicking already. I'm like, oh, shit. There's a bunch of Mormon kids that got killed over outside of Salt Lake on a 30-foot little water tunnel up in the side of a cliff. I'm like, yeah, you ain't getting me in a cave anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <that>. dude. <laughs> oh, man. No, I was uh, in a cave on... Uh, I thought I was shrooming in a cave up in the, up on baseline. I don't know where in Boulder. Oh yeah, where it goes into the mountains. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember just being there for like a long time, man. We were talking about tripping earlier, but yeah, man, shrooms up there in the mountains. You get the better team. Chill those shrooms out. Oh yeah. That's... Oh god, yeah. I didn't like it. He was fucking up. He was fucking up on a mushroom, dude. Oh yeah. He ate the Amanita <laughs> muscaria, the red and white. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. He was I have a... up. I'm like, man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have a saw. I have a Sami friend who can actually eat them with an oil effect, and he just uh, he says the trick is not to fall asleep. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fall asleep. Then you might actually wander off somewhere. You've got to stay awake. And I'm like, okay, that's right. not something I want to do. No. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> well. Keep... <laughs> Dude. Dude. <laughs> walking off. <laughs> That's fucking Ooh, awesome. Damn, I'm tired of me and you, so I thought I didn't, you know. You give me a tug. Boy, that'd be funny, man. I just suck. And bears are scary enough. Put them on drugs. Well, I get them all the time up here, so. Yeah, I know it. Well, guys, I hate to be the I hate to be the the bearer of bad news, but we're we are oh uh, we are at the end of the hour. Um, okay, Tim, it's been wonderful to have you back, man, and uh, thank you for taking the time to. And I want you back anytime you want to come back, man. You know, seriously. 
I want you to Google that. This, I'm gonna Google burn down the ark. I want you to try to find that story, man. We'll hit it. Let's hit. Let's hit that back up, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll have the burning down the ark episode. Um, Sounds good. <laughs> burning down the ark. <laughs> hey, I, <laughs> I knew one of us had to, man. I was like, I'll fucking do it. I'll eat the last slice of pizza. You know what I'm, you know. <laughs> Guys, I love y'all. C2, thank you again. I and mean, then this is an awesome, phenomenal pilot kind of episode, y'all, because now I have a PTSD specialist. And it means just a lot to me, man. And I wanted to keep this kind of this, hey, you know, if I start getting out of control, no, that's more, it's more than that. But you got a lot to offer. Uh, dude, you're a fucking amazing uh, brain. So thank you for being here. Yeah. And um, hey, I appreciate that. That was fun. Yeah, that was cool, yeah. man. And Tim, anytime you want to come back, you just let me know. We'll set this shit up and we're good at rolling, all right? All right, man. All right, I love you. All right, we're out, guys. Here's the fucking bumper with some non-copyrighted fucking music. Whatever. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was awesome. That went swimmingly. I'd like to thank C2 and Tim Simpson. Closing out with a Tim Simpson track. Get a hustle. No style, my fingers are in a session. Smoking the rest of this infused joint. This motherfucker is not for lightweights. $20 fucking joint. <laughs> <laughs> I think the show kind of wraps it up, man. I don't need to say much. On the next episode, uh, I wake up with a fucking PTSD attack and uh, have to call fucking C2. And we'll be talking about uh, ex-narcissistic girlfriends. And... um, some other shit, elders, and then we're going to talk about that Wendigo story, the Wendigo fucking story from Robin Williams episode, Spooky LA number 13, and if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it, it's near the end of the episode, and if you listen to it on Spotify, you can fast forward it to that part near the end. Where C2 talks about taking out a Wendigo, we're going to talk about what that was like, the after effects of taking down a Wendigo. You're like, yeah, right. Well, it's not bullshit. And uh, I had to be honest with myself about the show format. Mm, I love this music, man. That's why I had to have a CPTSD specialist with me on the show. Because I have to be monitored for a minute. That's all right. It happens. 
At least I'm bringing you an original show now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like to thank Tim one more time, man. We'll have him back on the show after his book comes out. Until then, gang. Keep it iry. Smoke a lot. Smoke a lot of weed. Oh, oh God. It's doing wonders for me. Until next time, gang. I'll catch you. seconds away from switching to the redundant sense sequencer t-minus 27 seconds <laughs> we have gone for redundant set sequencer start t-minus 20 seconds and counting what a beautiful day t-minus 15 14 13 t-minus 10 9 8 7 6 5 We've gone for main engine start. We have main engine start. You're listening to fucking history on Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Fucking Therapy Season 4, motherfucker. Hope you fucking like that shit.